Hi guys. Um, so we're gonna do something a little bit more different this time. So I originally had an episode planned because I have all of these episodes like planned out as far as like a central topic, central theme. Um, but a lot has happened since I last recorded because I recorded, I don't know, sometime on like August 21st, 22nd. It was before the shooting of Jacob Blake. So with me having a platform now, I felt that it was only right to take an episode to talk about these things. So today's episode is not going to be about my book or my poetry. It's we're going to have a conversation. Um, For those of you that don't know, which I don't think that there's many of you that don't know, but if you aren't up to date, um, I believe on August 23rd, there was another shooting by the police um, of a black man. This time, the person that they shot, the person that they used uh, excessive force on, brutality, survived. But what happened after he got shot just... It was like adding more fuel to the fire. And as a person of color, as a black man living in America, I felt as though I wanted to come here on my platform and speak not just about necessarily about this particular uh, unfortunate incident, but in general about everything that's just going on. So he was unarmed going to his car who he had his kids in his kids were in the car and the police walked or whatever the police were behind him and shot him seven times in the back and I know that there are a bunch of things that could have went differently there are different decisions that everybody could have made and maybe it would have turned out better. Maybe the situation wouldn't have resulted in him getting shot. Right? But the fact of the matter is that it didn't. And he did get shot. There...
him getting shot, people, just like with every police brutality case, there's always people justifying and giving their excuses. Well, if he would have just done this, or if they would have just cooperated with police, or if they weren't sleeping in their own house, if they weren't doing this, oh, but hey, it, it, we always go to the victim and say what the victim could have done, and all of these other things, but very seldomly do we hold the actions of the police in that same regard. Police are supposed to protect us. Um, they are supposed to bring in criminals and put them in jail or holding or whatever. Killing is the last resort. And it, it sucks that when somebody dies of police brutality, there's always some type of excuse or justification for it. But not anybody. Well, I'm not going to say anybody, but the people that do defend the police. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the police don't have a hard job. They want to go home to their families at the end of the day. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, you sign up for this. And you have a, a level of accountability, which I believe is higher than that of a civilian. Yes, a civilian is not always going to cooperate with you, but that doesn't mean the first thought that goes to your head if they disrespect you or they talk back to you or they don't comply to you and there's not a weapon in your face is to go straight for violence, is to go straight to end their life. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. We have countless movies and entertainment of police chasing people. Have you ever noticed, have you just stopped and noticed that? Like, yeah, like when the, 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 the villain, the criminal or whatnot is shooting back, I get that. That's self-defense. But have you ever stopped to just look at people running from, from the cops? Do you see them pull out their gun and automatically shoot? No. What do they do? Stop. They chase them down, they tackle them, or they lose them. It's like, damn it, man, I almost had them. And that's, that, that's them trying to portray what's supposed to happen in real life is a cop supposed to apprehend, not kill. And, you know, it's, it's like, like I said, like as, as a black man, as a black person, as a color, a person of color seeing all of this steadily, the, the, the violence and stuff that goes on, it really has an effect on you. You know, seeing 
seeing death often, violence often, is not normal. You're not supposed to see people getting killed every damn week. Especially by the people that say they are trying to protect us. It's not. It It is emotionally draining. It is mentally draining. Like I said this sometime last week, um, it's, it's tiring being a black man. I'm, it, I'm tired. I am so tired of seeing people that look like me that aren't walking around with AKs shooting up churches just going around randomly protecting businesses that they don't own shooting people like I it, it, I'm tired of seeing defenseless people get slaughtered it seems like every damn month it's time it's time it's it's, it's to the fact that I've damn near become desensitized from it I still feel horrible I still feel sadness at the loss of life but it's gotten to the point where I'm almost desensitized from it because I've seen it so damn much You know, like, it's, you've heard the story a a billion times by now, but growing up when, as a person of color, when you're young, you're taught to do all of these things so you don't get shot by the police, so you don't get roughed up by the police. Yes, sir. No, sir. Always keep your hands visible. Showing respect, doing all of these things. And I'm 28, going on 29. Everything that I have learned growing up is completely thrown out the window at this point. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to act. Because there's been videos of people not resisting arrests and still getting slammed to the ground, still getting killed, this, that, and a third. It's tiring, man. It's, it's really, really tiring. Like for me personally, I, growing up, when my mom sat me down and talked to me about these things, I was like, okay. I looked at society. I looked at, I looked at all of the non-threatening things that white people didn't really fear or what they didn't really necessarily judge too much on. You know what I mean? 
people of color know what I mean. And what I mean by that is talking properly. You know, not making yourself seem threatening. Putting a filter on yourself, pretty much. Right now, at the age of 28, I don't really care. You get what you get now. But this is how I talk. So when I was growing up, I distanced myself uh, voice-wise from my friends and everything. It's like, oh, well, I know how people would feel, you know, talking like I'm from the hood. They might feel like I'm going to rob them. I'm going to do this and that. And like, no, that's not even, that's furthest thing from my mind. But if I make you feel safe, then that's less that I have to worry about. That was my mindset back then. Like, people of color do weigh a lot, or at least before this year, did a lot of things to make cops or white people in general comfortable. So police won't get called, security won't get called, so we can make you feel comfortable so we don't have to deal with the BS just because of skin color. You know, like, like I said, putting on a voice or not displaying your emotions, especially being colored. I can't get or show anger because then I'm looked at as a violent animal who knows what he's going to do. Let's call the police. A black woman can't show anger because then it looks like she always has a damn attitude problem. And when you grow up filtering yourself like this, trying to show white people that you're not a threat, that you're not what they see on TV, what the news portrays us as, what some of of the the you know the bad apples if you will since that's the word everybody likes to throw around some of the bad apples you know that do violent things like the gangs and stuff you know what I mean like we're not all that every black person that wears a hoodie is not in the gang I newsflash for you if you don't know that by now but hey that's the world that we live in. People just assume that. And all of these things tie into Black Lives Matter. You know? It all ties into us really wanting our lives to just matter. Not more than yours not less than yours, the same. And it's crazy to me how a lot of people still don't see that. A lot of people still don't understand that. 
you're tired of seeing diversity being put in your face and, and entertainment and on the news and and schools and all of this other stuff. Man, I'm tired of seeing this Black Lives Matter. I'm tired of seeing race this, race that. Well, I'm sorry to have that inconvenience for you. I am. I'm totally sorry that you got to deal with that inconvenience. But I've been dealing with that inconvenience my whole life. Looking at TV shows and wondering why 90% of a cast, if not more, is white. And then there's just that one person of color, like it's a quota that they got to meet. Or looking at TV shows and seeing stereotypes. Like we're put into a box, but we can't be other things. So I'm sorry for the inconvenience you would make you feel uncomfortable, but it's a conversation that we need to have. Like, it doesn't make sense how there could be all of these things that we show you proof of. And every single time, there's some type of excuse. Oh, that couldn't be racism. That couldn't be this. That couldn't be that. I guarantee you that damn near every person of color on this planet has some sort of story where it deals with racism. And honestly, we still get looked at as if it's, it's all made up. Like it's not real. I remember, and this wasn't even long ago, this was two years ago, I want to say, maybe two and a half, I was leaving from work to go catch a train so I could get to my side of town, right? And... Sorry about that. Had somebody at the door. Um, what was I? Yes. So I remember leaving home for work, not, not leaving to go home from work. And I'm on work clothes. The work clothes consist of a polo t-shirt with the name of the company on it. And some jeans. Now, I've tracked this train from the job. The, the, the distance from my job from the train station is about two and a half blocks, maybe three. And I see that I don't have that much time left. So, I start a nice little jog. Not no full-blown running. Just a nice little jog. 
and there's in front of me there's a white person they're jogging but they're like jogging jogging. like they're running like they're doing it for exercise you know what i mean not just trying to catch anything or go somewhere fast like they're just exercising he runs past this other white guy nothing and then as i start to get closer the white guy that's not running turns his head a little bit and sees me coming now mind you i'm not running directly behind this person i'm running on the side because why the hell would i be running behind the person if i'm just going to go around them in the first place so I'm running like on the left hand side of him. He instantly pulls out a gun and says, you're not going to rob me today. You're not killing me. And, and in my mind, I'm just thinking, what? This isn't broad daylight, but this is pretty even, pretty early evening. So there's a multiple of people out just casually walking, going about their business. This isn't no 12, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning type of deal. And he's pointing this gun at me. And all I'm thinking in my head is like, this is it. I'm about to be another victim. I wonder what they're going to say about me. I wonder if they're going to pull up some old picture of me in high school trying to be edgy. Throwing up a metal finger pick or something. Or maybe some tweet or Facebook status that isn't exactly politically correct. And try to call me some type of gangbanger and everything else like this. Even though if they were to interview anybody that knows me, they know that that is far from the damn truth. But hey. Why do we believe the truth when the lie and the fear is more entertaining, right? Because that's what we do with everybody else. By the grace of God, there were some people across the street that saw this, white people, who ran over like, no, 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 that's not what he was trying to do. They didn't know what I was trying to do, but for one thing they could know was that I wasn't trying to rob no damn body. They was explaining the situation to him. He still really didn't want to put the gun down. But since he was getting pressured by his fellow white men, he put his gun down. Not away, but down. And you know what I did? I walked slowly but surely with my hands up towards the train station, shaking, hoping I don't catch some bullets in the back because of some paranoid person who thinks that I'm just a threat.
that didn't do it enough for you? Fine, let's go to another example. Another example is when I was at work and I was on my break. And some lady came up to me. Some elderly lady. Not the type of elderly where they're walking around with a cane, barely able and mobile. Or, you know, you can tell that they got some age, age on them. You know, that they're old, old. No. A perfectly elderly woman that had her wits about her. Wasn't crazy. She walked up to me. On my break as I'm sitting down with what looked like to be her grandson holding her hand. And I'm assuming, oh, something's going on down the line because I was a manager. I was like, okay, I got to solve this situation's problem. Somebody messed up an order. Somebody did something. I got to fix it. So me being politely, hey, how are you doing, ma'am? Is anything wrong? And she blatantly called me a nigger in front of her grandson. Mind you, I did nothing to this woman. <sighs> it has really been, once again, it, it's really been tiring dealing with all of this like especially now with all of the proof that's right there in your face with all of these hypocrisies going on and nobody not, not nobody when I say nobody I I mean the people that willingly want to be ignorant or just don't want to believe that's what I mean when I say that people don't want to believe it, man. Like this year alone with all of the social injustice and the Martian and, and the fact that Breonna Taylor's murderers still aren't in jail. Like I've had to sit there and have conversations with some of my white friends. Sorry past white friends because they just didn't get it and I feel like if you know me for those who don't know me I'm a pretty understanding open-minded person if you got different beliefs you got different political ideas sure I can still be your friend I can still rock with you but when it comes to social injustice type of stuff no nah, man like, I've had those uncomfortable conversations where I'm explaining stuff and everybody like, well, yeah, but they did this and they did that. It's like, bro, no. Believe me, I'm black. Yeah, but no, no. Believe me, I'm your black friend. That's why we're having this conversation. Because you came to me, instead of believing what you saw on TV, you decided to come to me and talk. Which is great. Which is absolutely fucking phenomenal. That's what you should be doing. To try to get educated. But they came to me looking for understanding. 
and I gave them all the information to understand. And they still didn't get it. Still making excuses. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. Yellow lives matter. Pink lives matter. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But do you not understand that the police need some kind of reform retraining? I don't want to see anybody get a knee on their neck for eight minutes. Do you even know what brutality is? If anybody has, if anybody has watched Mortal Kombat, knows what Mortal Kombat is, what's the main draw of Mortal Kombat? The finishers. Instead of just beating somebody, giving them a nice roundhouse kick, knocking them unconscious, no. Do you know what brutality is? It's brutally murdering somebody. It's overkill. It's unnecessary. I want this to be articulate because I don't think I, I said that clearly enough for you, Pete. Unnecessary. Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 it's still... No. No. And then I sit there and I tell him, it's like, well... You know me, right? I'm your friend. You love me. You care about me. We've hung out. We've shared talks of philosophy and all of these other things. It's a real, legit friendship. If I was Breonna Taylor, if I was George Floyd, if I was Trayvon Martin, if I was anyone of the many people who have died from police brutality, how would you feel? Well, you're different. Like, I know you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're not going to do here. No, I am them. Them is me. We're all people of color being treated very, very differently. Period. And they still didn't get it. For them, they exposed themselves. I was the token black friend. I was, yeah, well, I don't put you in that box. I don't put you in the box with them. No, my guy. My guy, no, I am black. I was born a black man. I will die a black man. And being black is where the hell I will stand. Period. Don't put me in no box separate. If I am your friend and I am coming to you, or you're coming to me and I'm telling you all of these things, and you still just shrug it off, 
you still try to make excuses. You just don't want to get it. Like you don't. And it really, really, really sucks seeing all of this and, and feeling all of this, of having to cut people off, of having these uncomfortable ass conversations and truly seeing the content of a person's character. It's ridiculous. Like I said, man, like it's. It's tiring. Black Lives Matter, man. That's it. That's all. Yes, I'm well aware. That every other race of people. Matters. But right now. For this specific point in time we're talking about black lives if you were I saw something a few years ago when all of this exploded when when we finally really had video evidence and all of these things going and showing the police and all of this messed up stuff like the actual hard evidence. Like I remember seeing a tweet and it said something to the effect of people run marathons for all different kind of causes, right? Let's say you run a marathon for cancer to bring awareness to it, to bring in donations. Not one person sits there and says, but what about AIDS? Yes, AIDS is bad. Yes, we can bring awareness to AIDS and have money come in from fundraisers to, to try to find a cure and all of this other stuff. But right now, we are talking about cancer. It's really that simple. Nobody's trying to target you. Nobody is trying to take over America. Nobody is, is being a damn terrorist. I was born on this soil the same as you. Yet my life is not valued the same as yours because of the color of my skin. Period. And that is a problem. That is why we march. That is why we shout from the rooftops, Black Lives Matter. Don't matter more. Show as hell don't matter less. Simply matters. I know this part was all over the place kind of I tried to I tried to add some type of cohesiveness to it um because when this whole thing with Jacob Blake was happening I wanted to make a pod that day 
and then just put it out of how I was feeling at that moment. But I didn't want it to be out of anger, out of pure anger and emotion and, and tiredness. I wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to bring up some points, my point of view. That's it. And I, and I understand this is not a lighthearted pod like the last three have been. But I, like I said before in the beginning, I have a platform now and I have a responsibility to talk about these things and not ignore them and not sit here and think that it's business as usual because it's not business as usual. And who knows, there may be a whole nother podcast dedicated to this sort of thing. I would like for it to be on better pretenses. I don't want it to be off of another shooting, but you know how 2020 is going? I don't know anymore. Because everything on my 2020 bingo card, I have not hit one of those things. Everything that has happened has been completely off of the damn board. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So hopefully next week we can go ahead and, and get back to the lightheartedness, get back to the regular, you know, poetry conversations. But yeah, I just, like I said, I, I wanted to really get all of this out. There's more, but I don't think you want to sit here for an hour and a half to two hours of this. I think that this is good. And if we do have to revisit this, or if I do decide to revisit this down the line, you know, we got a part of that out the way. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out the pod here. I hope that you all are doing well. You're staying safe. You're wearing your mask. You're social distancing. I hope you're being safe out here. It's Black Lives Matter all day, every day. And I wish y'all nothing but the best, man. Love.